0: hello and welcome to the boom clap podcast this is cecily speaking i have a special treat for you guys today i'm actually interviewing my grandma i'm really excited for you guys to hear from her i will say this is not at all the podcast that we had planned for this week we had actually an interview planned with someone who's really interesting and we were going to speak to him about current events and just some of the things going on behind the scenes However, something unexpected came up, something that we absolutely could not control and we just had to pivot. So when I thought about where are we going to pivot to, I thought of my sweet grandma who lives next door and I thought of her and her 87 years of wisdom and I thought she would be perfect. She would be the perfect place to pivot to. You know, on this podcast, we really focus on values and living a life rooted in our values, understanding those values and actually applying them. And she's just a really great example of that. Another thing we do on this podcast is we often talk about current events we talk about current events and how our values can inform the way that we think about those current events or the way that we participate in culture it's all based on our values so often we're looking at the present or we're looking ahead to the future but i think honestly what's so important is looking to the past and gleaning wisdom from those who have walked before us so A couple weeks ago, I don't remember what podcast episode it was, but I had quoted a Bible verse from Jeremiah 29, starting in verse 5, where it says, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And that Bible verse, when I think of someone who has done that well, I think of my grandma And that's what she's done down to planting gardens and having sons and daughters and just living life, living through the ups and downs. You can imagine that when you've been around for 87 years, you have seen your share of ups and downs. So I was so glad to glean her wisdom and I wanted to pass that on to all of you as well. So this episode may not be as, I guess the word I'm looking for is controversial or as Maybe it won't feel as you know currently relevant, but I don't think there's anything more relevant than listening to the voices of our elders, and there's so much to be gained from that. So this is my interview with my grandma. Grandma, welcome. <laughs> How are you? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's She's probably feeling a little bit ambushed because about half an hour ago, I asked her if she would be willing to do this, and she was kind enough to say yes, although I'm not really sure she even fully knows what podcasts are. <laughs> My generation is not too used to them, no. <laughs> no, not so much. Um, well, anyway, maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are, who you are, where you're from, that sort of thing.
1: I'm Hermina Brink, and I'm a widow. My husband was Martin Brink, and he died in 98 from can- lung cancer. Um I have one sibling, Elma Lanting, and she is still um, quite well, and and we enjoy each other's company very much. My father was Andy Naninga, and he immigrated in the early 1900s, I think it was 1909, with his parents and two siblings. They came to Canada, um, and they lived in Alberta, first in Alberta. In Edmonton, and then they moved with many other Dutch immigrants. They moved to up north, about 80 miles north of Edmonton, and they called it Nearlandia because there were so many um, people going there, uh, and they named it Nearlandia after the Netherlands. Hmm. And um, it was completely uh, uninhabited by people. There were very few people in that area and the the Dutch community gradually grew and they first of all had a log church and everybody lived in a log cabin, mm-hmm. most of them. Um, my father's father was considered quite a rich man because he had a team of horses and the others oh, wow. all had uh, oxen. Mm-hmm. Um, But it didn't last very long, and things began to change. Mm -hmm. They built a church uh, just about, I think, the same time as they built their houses. As soon as they were settled, they built a log church. I've seen a picture of it. I think maybe it's in the book called A Furrow Laid Bear by my grandparent, um, by my mother's family. Mm -hmm. My father's family immigrated from Groningen, and they had nine children seven boys and two girls in in time not when they immigrated but when they when they immigrated i think they had uh my father and two siblings or three i'm not sure hmm. but anyway um and my mother's family immigrated shortly after that first to edmonton and then to uh, to a settlement that they got together and called nearlandia my mother's fam- my mother had three brothers and two sisters they all lived oh just a few miles from the from the settlement that became a church and a store a Mm co-op store and a school in time there was a school Uh, today it's it's a booming village Uh, the whole area is settled just about all with people from Dutch descent
0: Wow so what kind of things would you and Auntie Alma do together to pass the time,
1: <laughs> oh, we'd make mud pies. Oh, yes, my nice. father smoked tobacco mm. from a tin. Okay, and we would use the lids for our pie plates, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would put dirt in there and put sprinkle sawdust on it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we would go to the wood pile and we would take an armload of uh, chopped wood and we would make it into shapes on the ground to pretend that was their house
0: <laughs>
1: remember that was, when I, when i think of it no. of my life way back seeing my my father on what they called a stone boat
0: hmm.
1: it was just sort of a a flat uh, sliding vehicle
0: okay and
1: he would stand on it or he would go to the barn and and first get the horse and Mm -hmm. itch up go to the barn and go and clean the gutters out Mm -hmm. and they would go and then he would stand on there with a shovel and he would spread it over the field oh wow so that was uh, uh, a old-fashioned manure spreader oh my goodness
0: (laughs) that's amazing
1: yeah I I remember that very vividly I don't know why (laughs) I guess because I couldn't Imagine that he could stand so still and right. still shovel all that. <laughs> <laughs> but we had, I think we had about five cows, milk cows, mm-hmm. and we had a team of horses in that log barn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we had a, a, a little area that was for the chickens, and we'd have hens setting and having chicks. Mm. And the other corner was for the pigs. We had a few. little stalls or compartments for the pigs (laughs) and then they would have their, they would farrow there Mm -hmm. and uh, there were always little pigs to see and always chicks to see Mm -hmm. in the spring and calves of course. Mm -hmm. And they would, the men would be, during the winter they didn't have very much to do and Mm -hmm. my dad and his three brothers, they sort of settled in the same, down the same area. Okay. And they would get together and discuss how they were gonna do this in the spring and so on. And I could hear, I heard them so many times, Mm -hmm. sitting at our table and often. And they liked to come to our place, I think, because my mom could bake such good bread.
0: (laughs) Uh, One of my aunts didn't bake very good bread. Oh, well that's never good. No. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I just find it so interesting how much has changed in these years no comparison from your childhood to my children's childhood
1: no comparison no absolutely none
0: yeah it's like a different world entirely
1: no yeah we oh I I just love the memories of Mm -hmm. our old log barn and the way things were Mm -hmm. and we had chickens and oh we had one black rooster he was he was very Evil. aggressive. <laughs> and he would, and Elma was a little girl, just, mm-hmm. oh, maybe three, mm-hmm. and he would chase her all the time. Oh, my goodness. And I was really too scared to protect her. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he never hurt her, really, oh. but he would do that all the time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I was a kind of a scaredy cat always.
0: <clears throat> well, maybe I get my fear of birds from you and Auntie Elma?
1: No. No. I don't think no. so. I was not scared of them. Okay. I was scared of the rooster because yes. he'd run after you. Yeah. And he looked like he was going <laughs> to yeah. tear you
0: apart, but he didn't. Yeah, so my fear is just irrational, really, unfortunately.
1: Uh, well, <laughs>
0: maybe a little bit. Weird. I don't know. You never know. I don't know if there's a good reason to be afraid of birds, but I am. I, is it a, a, a phobia, sort it's of? It's a phobia, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Mm. I don't like the wings, maybe. Who knows? No, oh, I love birds. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're pretty lucky because Grandma... Who I'm talking to has such a history like her family your family really lived a pioneer lifestyle oh absolutely in Alberta I, I can't imagine like I live such a cushy life here in BC which is kind of like the warmest part of Canada and I don't even know if I could survive in that area now in the winter with all the, like the comforts that we would have so I just think it's so amazing to think that you guys lived the lives that you did without, you know, heating in the home. Oh, we had heating, but like a wood stove, right?
1: <clears throat> a wood a wooden cook stove mm-hmm. and we had a drum heater. Oh. It it looked like a barrel sort of. Okay. And yeah. uh, oh it roared all day.
0: I bet it would have to. Yeah,
1: 40 below, it's very oh. cold.
0: Yikes. Yeah, and uh yeah,
1: everybody was dressed in woolies and yeah. a lot of clothes on. Yeah. And, uh, but in the barn, it was still quite warm mm. with all the animals yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There's something peaceful about a barn in the winter. Oh, it was so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then you moved to BC?
1: When I was 12.
0: When you were 12. Okay. I, was,
1: I spent my 12th birthday on the road.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so you moved from living this pioneer life into the city, right?
1: Into, yeah, Burnaby, BC.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. We, we lived there... Oh, two years, I guess. I went to a school in Burnaby, a public school
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that had no Christian teachers. Mm-hmm. Our teachers in Alberta were all Christians. Right. It was a public school, but okay. it was still Christian teachers. Yeah. So that was quite different. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a really good school. Mm-hmm. It was Kingsway West on Kingsway. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the teachers were
0: super good. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. I just think that must have been a bit of a culture shock. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> we lived on, on on a street with houses right beside right. us. Yeah. And the neighbors were all very nice. But yeah. it wasn't, we were, t- <laughs> oh, quite often mom said, be quiet, don't holler so much. The <laughs> yeah. neighbors won't like that.
0: Oh, yeah. So. I know. I think even with my kids, I'm like, man, we live in the country. But if we had to move back to town, I don't know what my kids would do they would probably show up at the neighbor's house like they do at your house early in the morning, expecting jelly beans from, <laughs> from their random neighbors. I'm very glad to see them. Oh, I'm glad you're so nice to them. Um, so tell us how you met grandpa. Um, uh,
1: we lived in Abbotsford and we went to church and there was a church started in Abbotsford and there were many immigrants coming in mm. and, uh, grandpa and, uh, two of his second cousins mm-hmm. immigrated to BC. Okay. And uh, grandpa worked for, a, he, was, he was sponsored, you had to have a sponsor. Mm. He, he had a sponsor, a farmer sponsored him. Uh, he had strawberries and raspberries and a uh, few, I don't know, he didn't have very big farm. Mm. So, and <laughs> the man that sponsored him When we got to know him, he was so proud of grandpa because he said that young man, he said Mm -hmm. he had, I got up the first morning when he was there, he said, and he had the horses out and he was already cultivating the strawberries. And I had told him, don't touch those horses. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't have any problem with that.
0: Yeah, he did a good job.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That actually sounds a lot like my husband, Kyle, you know, always ready to get to work even maybe before he should be
1: yeah (laughs) that's true yeah he is
0: like that that's yeah yeah. he's such a nice man he is he's a good guy so you met at church then uh no they
1: well no first there were two other two of his uh cousins he came with them and they uh came to our place because my dad had to pick them up for church mm. so they come for for lunch on Sundays and then okay. we go to church again in the afternoon yes. and then the, the one said well he said I, I'd like to have my friend come too he's mm. all by himself on oh, a yeah. way out there so my dad went and picked him up too oh. and that turned out to be grandpa oh
0: that's we
1: awesome. uh yeah I kind of thought he was quite an interesting young man <laughs> yeah he seemed to think the same
0: so. yeah well you must have and he must yeah. have <laughs> we
1: live in the same house mind you
0: yes yeah. yeah so then how long did you date before you were married uh oh a good year mm-hmm. and a bit Mm-hmm. nice so then you got married you had children mm-hmm. tell us about that
1: uh, we moved to Agassiz because he, my husband started working in Agassiz. Mm, good so choice. We rented a farm in Agassiz, yeah. and so uh, we got married and moved to Agassiz. Mm-hmm. We had our honeymoon on the hay field. We hauled Aww. hay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, uh, Grandpa worked for part time, or he worked full time for the experimental farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I had to sort of take care of the cows and calves right. and so. And, uh,
0: yeah.
1: and he said, oh, and in, <clears throat> in Holland they were so, uh, if a cow had a calf, they'd be so protective and mm. so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. when that cow had a calf. Mm-hmm. So uh, then he said to me, "You that cow, cow, cow is going to calve today. Okay. And you be sure and bring it, it has to come to the barn. Oh, okay, or, or I don't know how he put it, but yeah. anyway, I thought because well, I have to go get it. It was oh, out man. in the field, mm-hmm. so I hitched up the wagon, oh, the wow. flat deck wagon, mm-hmm. to the <laughs> to the tractor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and loaded that calf up on the flatback wow. wagon with a cow behind, oh. <laughs> and he came home just as I was coming to the barn. Oh um, wow! He, thought, he was quite proud of me. I, I think. bet he's probably <laughs>
0: thinking he picked the right woman. <laughs> I was so scared.
1: Oh. I was gonna. The cow was going to persuade the calf to come off the oh, wagon. Oh yeah, that's quite anyway, a job
0: to do on your own.
1: Anyway, that was was kind of silly thing to do, I guess. <laughs> it worked. I thought I had to take care of it, so... You did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's well done. Oh, man. Um, okay, so then your oldest child,
1: mm-hmm. uncle... He was born. Yeah. We were married uh, nine months, and he was born. Wow, that
0: was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Birth control wasn't really a thing so much back then. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. And I was so free. I had
1: been working in the bank, mm. uh, and... <clears throat> And of course, I was so scared that all my friends there and all my oh yeah think that we had to get married, oh. which we didn't. But I, he was born in nine months. So. Yeah,
0: but it wasn't a shotgun wedding, right? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. All right, so you had him, and then you didn't. You didn't stop there. You had many children.
1: Yeah, we had a daughter two years later, and she didn't live. Mm. And then a year later, we had Andy. Mm-hmm. And two years later, we had Terry. Mm-hmm. And three years, three and a half, three years later, we had Marlene. Mm-hmm. And 18, oh, I don't know, a year and a half after that, Ed. yeah, And then in a, we had a surprise in our old age. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seven years later, and Hertha came along.
0: Yes. It was yeah. a wonderful surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't life be boring without her? I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were a very busy mom and wife and yeah, I milked farm cows. wife.
1: All the first years, I milked yeah. cows all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, just about everybody did that lived on a farm. Yes. It was a calm, very common.
0: Yeah. A nonstop job. Yeah. 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 So when you guys had hired help coming too, right?
1: Well, once we moved to the bigger, we rented a farm for two years. And then we we bought a farm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, yeah, that was hard to do because we had to make payments, of course. Yeah. And, and our cows got, uh, before that, had had brucellosis. It was an uh, abortive mag- uh, disease. Oh, no. Yeah, that was when we still rented. Oh. So every cow we that... Uh, had a calf just about aborted oh
0: my goodness we had
1: bought a cow cows from a man who had it in his barn oh dear so oh man that was not a very good start
0: no and boy. then and
1: then we bought this farm and of course you buy it on payments we had no down payment or anything Mm-hmm. so those were tough years yeah uh, making ends meet yeah yeah
0: yeah So, tell me a little bit about your daughter that you lost. What was that like for you?
1: Uh, It was like a kind of a a very bad dream.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it all seemed to go so fast somehow. Mm. Mm -hmm. And... uh, when we had the funeral, uh, I wanted to see her because I had been in the hospital. You stayed right. in the hospital longer oh. those days, you After know. After
0: having a baby, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, well, and then, yeah, the baby stayed in the hospital and mm. we, I went home. Mm. And every day the doctor would phone me to say how she was. Mm. But he would say, well, he, he did not give us any hope. Mm. And he said, if, if we, sh-, he said, she's too small to take proper blood pressure and all those kind of things in those days, I guess. Mm. Today, that wouldn't be. No. But, no. And, uh, yeah, then she... She she was born on a Saturday, and the next Saturday, we had the funeral. Oh. And, yeah, and it all seemed to go so fast. Yeah, it was like a bad dream. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you have to go on. You don't have a choice. You go on, and you... Yeah, and uh, a year later, I had Andy. Wow. So... Mm -hmm.
0: And how did it feel for you having another child after that? Did it feel scary or... No. No.
1: No, I don't know why. You were at peace. I think the Lord just, yeah, was so good to me Mm. that way. Mm hmm Yeah. And uh, it was very hard on Grandpa when when that baby died because he was... Uh, the the minister we didn't have a, a very good car so the, okay. the minister took her and dad to the hospital mm. but then she didn't yeah just she was just there a few days Aww. that was
0: it yeah oh, I can't imagine how hard that would be you know.
1: yeah, it was so strange yeah I, I still today I often wonder oh uh, it was it, it was like I had a really bad dream, mm-hmm. you know, and yet, I don't know, you just keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know how you feel after you have a really bad dream? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that.
0: Only it was real. It yeah. ended up being real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not an easy thing to go through, but it, it's... It, amazing like the peace that you describe like that you were yeah, able it's, it's to go. Yeah, it's so on.
1: amazing the way mm-hmm. God gives you that peace.
0: And you know, it and I, I, and made.
1: I believed. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believed in the Lord and Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, but still not as I do today.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, yeah. And things were different in those days too. Mm-hmm. With your relation to the Lord? Uh, yeah. It, it was more formal,
0: less personal. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and
1: it was always God, not Jesus.
0: Right. It was more... Yeah. Uh,
1: you believe in God, and I still kind of have that, you mm-hmm. know? hmm
0: I'd be interested to hear you describe a little bit how that changed for you over the years, how it went from being so formal to being something much more personal.
1: Yeah, that came on very slowly.
0: Mm-hmm. Refinement? Yeah.
1: And the older I got, the more... Especially... Uh, like when when grandpa died Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I got a wonderful piece about that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, yeah if it hadn't been for the Lord I don't know what I would have done
0: yeah and when you imagine or think on the losses that you've had in your life like your daughter your husband your dad your mom as well Mm -hmm. can you Put yourself in the place of if you didn't know the Lord or didn't believe that there was a God, what do you think the difference would be?
1: Oh you'd be, you'd feel helpless and and hopeless Mm. and I can't imagine, I can't imagine. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I haven't been through the losses that you've been through and even for me just imagining that there's nothing beyond what we are experiencing if I if I truly believed that this was all there was, I would wonder what the point is. In living. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've wondered that
1: so often. Yeah. Or considered that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And now a little bit about your other kids. You know, Jack, Andy, Marlene, Ed, mm-hmm. Hertha. What was it like being mom to all these kids after... Mm -hmm. with all the busyness in your life and the loss that you had already been through. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, Jack was a very calm child. Mm -hmm. He was a good child. He was not a naughty child or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, And then three years later, I had Andy. And yeah, he was a good child too. Mm -hmm. Very good.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Happy child. Oh, good. Yeah, (laughs) he was always funny. Oh, yeah. And uh, we lost him one time. We couldn't find him. And uh, yeah, he must have gone to the field or something, we thought. And finally we saw a little head bobbing above the grass like <laughs> oh. that, you know. He was running through the grass field. Oh,
0: no. But yeah, it was scary. Oh yeah, yeah. We once lost Walker. I wasn't actually there, but he went missing when he was probably two or so at a lake. And it was to the point that they were in the lake looking for him, thinking that maybe he went under. But then someone found him in the woods and actually a retired police dog was sitting in the woods with him, just sitting with him. And so we were so thankful that this dog with special training Mm -hmm. was just sitting by him. But man, these kids that run, I tell you. I don't know why they do that. Did Rocker, Walker do that? Walker did that, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I wouldn't expect that of, of him. Of all three of them, I thought he would be the least likely. Yeah. But no, he just... I thought wondered. Emmy might do that. Oh, she still does that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. but She's yeah. a sweetheart. <laughs> she is. She's your biggest fan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we talked a bit about your past but what about now like what would you say makes you feel most joyful now
1: that i love the lord Mm -hmm. first of all Mm -hmm. and my family Mm
0: -hmm. yes well we're pretty fortunate to have you and now you're right here which makes you right living on the same property as us which is makes me feel very thankful it's a very
1: great blessing to me oh
0: well I hope you still feel that way when my children are at your door multiple times (laughs) per day. (laughs) I'll
1: try not to run out of jelly beans. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's the key. Yes. Um, So who would you say, either in the past or now, is someone that you considered a role model? My mother. Mm. I wish I could remember her better. Yeah. Yeah. What year did she pass away? Uh,
1: 99.
0: 99 yeah I was 11 so I don't remember yeah and
1: and she wasn't we were in Abbotsford then weren't we Uh, no she was yeah well then she and then she came no she lived in Agassiz then that's right yeah she did but yeah she was in the hospital for three years Mm -hmm. she had a stroke and then she was in the hospital so she didn't unless you went there she didn't See that's all you. i
0: rem- like i remember when she lived down the road a little bit oh you do and i remember that she gave us little packs of the sun made raisins all the time oh yeah and i remember the smell of her powder oh yeah like her makeup powder Is that right mm-hmm. those are the things i remember most clearly about her being here um but then i remember visiting her in the hospital off and on mm-hmm. um but not yeah clear it wasn't memories. much no. no
1: yeah you were quite young yet
0: yeah Yeah. So what would you say, what was it about her that, you know, you would think she's a role model? Uh, She was
1: always optimistic. Mm. My father could be kind of uh, negative. Look, always on the, 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 you know, yeah, if this happens, well, Mm. if, you know. Right. He was always a bit negative. Right. Like he didn't dare to hope for the best, Right. And uh, mom would often have to be optimistic.
0: She was the glass half full one. Yeah. 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 Optimism is a my very good
1: My father was thing. a really good man. Yeah. And he, uh, everybody liked him. Mm-hmm. And everybody liked my mother too. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, everybody, I don't know, but everybody
0: <laughs> I know of. <laughs> I think so. I think probably. Yeah.
1: And they were good par- parents, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, that's
0: yeah. so good yeah oh this is something that I would find interesting that I wanted to see what you think what are some world events because there's been a lot of world events that you've lived through in in your 87 years what which ones have had the biggest impact on you
1: I guess maybe World War II it didn't impact us really right but Um, yeah you heard about it every day on the news I bet yeah First, we didn't have a radio, but when we did, we would hear the news.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, one of my uncles uh, was called, but he was in, still in training, and then the war stopped.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we didn't have anything much to do with that. Right. In our immediate family, mm-hmm. there were lots of... Uh, in Irlandia, where we lived, there were several men that had to go.
0: Yes. Yeah. And Grandpa, a few years older than you, and he... Grew up in Holland, yeah. So I imagine it must have had. He was just too
1: young to go to be called up. Just too young. Oh,
0: okay. His
1: brothers would hide in the in the bush, wow, behind the farm, yeah. When the Germans were looking for men, oh, yeah, they would look for men to uh, uh, work in their, uh, yeah, in their uh, war industry. I guess you would call it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. His brother, but he was too young. He was only eight or I think Mm -hmm. nine something like that
0: well thank goodness he was too but he was
1: already milking every day Mm, to help his mom she said he was the one I could uh, would be most willing to go and help me always yeah 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 he was very um protective of her she was a widow Mm, his father died just at the beginning of the war Mm. yeah and uh (laughs) he yeah, the family would always, when I first got to know them, they would say, Oh, did you know that one time uh, the, his older brother was uh, very hot-tempered? And uh, when the dog didn't obey him, he was going to switch the dog. Oh. And Grandpa was a little boy, and oh. he's, Don't you dare <laughs> to touch that dog. <laughs> I, I've heard that told yeah. quite a bit.
0: Well, that speaks to his character. Yeah. Yes. So World War II, I can see that that would be obviously a very pivotal pivotal event. Anything else that you can think of that really sticks out?
1: There was also the Korean War, of course, mm-hmm. and a lot of men had to go there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't affect us very much, but you heard about it a lot. Right.
0: These things weigh heavy. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. Yeah,
1: It was all going on in Korea, but still... It was a, yeah, it was a very bad thing going on. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, it makes you wonder, too, like... a lot what, of
1: men died. Yeah. For what? Uh, you know? Yeah. For, yeah, because North, Vien, uh, North Korea wanted to take over South Korea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some things never change, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> never, apparently. Never. Yeah. Now, what would you say are the hardest and easiest parts about growing older? I need to be prepared.
1: <laughs> not near for a while. I, no, not quite. <laughs> not for a long time. Yeah. The hardest part is that there's so many things you can't do that mm. you would like to do but can't right. do. Yes. And the best part is that you have family, granddaughters.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Granddaughters. <laughs> Great
1: granddaughters and yeah. all grandsons, grand mm-hmm. yeah, and my family is all very good to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, okay. I had Ali
1: over the other day, yeah. and a very nice visit with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tanya phoned the other day, oh, talked good. to her for a while. Yeah. Um, Danielle was here. Mhm. So those are all grandchildren I don't see very often. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really nice. Yeah. And Danielle had her little boy. Well, he's not so little anymore. Mhm. With him, with her. Yeah. yeah the ones in PEI. Mhm. I don't see or hear from right unless I'm there
0: right yeah 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 but uh,
1: yeah they uh, the parents phone of course mm-hmm. Terry and Yoka and mm-hmm. uh, talk to them yes but uh, yeah, otherwise otherwise I would go there about every three years or mm-hmm. so but yeah, know that's not happening
0: that's <laughs> yeah that's gotten harder yeah yeah yeah.
1: Especially with the COVID, too.
0: Oh, yeah. That really yeah. throws a wrench in things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for air travel, and which is really the only way to get there, unless you want to drive for days on end. We did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we drove it twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be a beautiful trip, though, I bet. It was. Exhausting. We but went beautiful. through the States one way and oh, okay. came back
1: through Canada the other way.
0: Yeah. Twice. Wow.
1: And the first time, great-grandma went along.
0: Okay. hmm mm That's awesome. I really hope one day I get to go out there just to see it. Mm -hmm. See the family, see the scenery. Oh, well, it's so easy to do it these days. You just get on a plane and go. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed on a plane these days. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, Yeah. So you have how many grandchildren? Do you know? Uh, 50. 50? I think so. That's a lot. No, 50 great-grandchildren. 50 great-grandchildren. I have
1: 21 grandchildren.
0: 21 grandchildren and
1: 50 great it was was
0: 22 wow that's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. it's quite a heritage and when you think back to how you started just you making mud cakes (laughs) out on the prairies in Alberta so glad I don't have to make them for all of them (laughs) that's how you started and here you are with like all these grandchildren and great-grandchildren it's pretty amazing
1: yeah it is a great blessing
0: yeah yeah I'm very proud of them all too. Mm, well, I don't know if you should be proud of all of them, but no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, they're degrees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I am wondering if some, oh, some sorry, are go good at one thing, some are good
1: at another. Yeah. They're all different.
0: Oh yeah. We yeah. all need to be different. And it makes life so interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. It'd be pretty boring if we were all the same one day. Wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be terrible. Are you so cold? No, I'm just leaning forward, oh, just hugging myself. <laughs> so if you could go back in time and visit yourself at any age, I'm curious, what age would it be, and what advice would you give yourself? Of my whole life? Your whole life, start to finish.
1: What do you think? Well, I don't think it made a very good job of bringing on my family. That was
0: difficult. Oh, I think your family was But uh, my
1: childhood was very, very good.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think there was like a pivotal age where you n- maybe needed to hear something that you now know, but you didn't then? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: When I got married, I had family.
0: Yeah. Just like how difficult it would be and how strong you would need to be. And
1: I didn't have a, I didn't understand children very well. Preaching we, to the choir. Never, I never had anything to do yeah. with them. Right. Very little. Yeah. We, I had younger cousins because I was the oldest in both families. Mm-hmm. But I only played with the boys that were only right. boys. There were no girls in the older one except me. Right. So I only played with boys. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to BC, so I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. See much of them.
0: So when you started having babies, these babies were really a mystery to you.
1: They were. Yeah. Yeah. Really. 'Cause I had nothing to do with babies before that. Hardly nothing. Wow. I didn't babysit or anything. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd say you did pretty good considering then. <laughs> Could have done better, much better. What would you change?
1: Um I I think I was too unloving many times. Mm
0: interesting that you say that because I often think love is my biggest issue as well. I find I'm impatient. I don't think you should think that. Well, you're too kind. I just. No, I don't think you should think that. Well, I don't know. I think you know First Corinthians thirteen is so important to me because I feel like I struggle with love because love is patient, and I am not. <laughs> you too. You. you must be my granddaughter. I know. Love is kind. Sometimes I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, and when I go through. That wasn't th- emphasized either when I was right. young. I bet it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. It's probably like firm was better, yeah. right? And yeah. and there's a place for that, of course, but not what it's not. My best. dad said
1: it, that was it, and that was yeah, no other way. Right. Same with my mom. She was a little more lenient. Right. But <clears throat> she, they had old fashioned ideas. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. Yeah, well, and it shapes you, right? Mm-hmm. The way you're raised, for sure, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, knowing what you know now, what advice would you have for my generation? I think you're doing better than I did. Oh, well, for I sure. I don't think I had the obstacles that you do, that you did.
1: Well, there was no birth control, you know. You just yeah, yeah. You just had whenever you had one yes but I guess it was all supposed to be that way
0: yes yeah mm-hmm. obviously God willed it
1: yes yeah and I always looked at it that way too because there mm-hmm. were situations that I thought oh I really don't like this at all right but yeah I always knew for sure that God was in control mm. mm-hmm. and and Grandpa did too yeah uh so that was comfort
0: Mhm. yeah yeah, I I think for me too. Even just our world right now, which feels completely upside down, knowing that God is in control and that He already knows how all of this is going to turn end from out from the beginning. That's right. It's such a good, secure feeling, mm-hmm. and that when I start to get in a tizzy, I'm just reminded, like, oh yeah, like I feel grounded again because I know. That someone much wiser than me is in control, and I couldn't. Again, I couldn't imagine if I didn't have that faith. Oh, that's why there are so many suicides. I think. Yeah,
1: too. and that I'm number sure just that keeps has something going to do with it. Up, right? Like more they don't know. More... They don't know Jesus, you know, and they don't mm-hmm. have have any conception that God is in control, and that's mm-hmm. so sad.
0: Yeah. I know I can't I can't imagine. It makes my heart break for the people that don't know him. <sighs> but that's why I'm so grateful for people like you who have had all this life experience and loss and joy and everything and through it all you've always pointed to God and you've always pointed to Jesus and your relationship with the Lord has only grown stronger and that's such a testimony. Oh,
1: there have been times when it wasn't very good. Well, that's human. You know that you... yeah, You kind of forgot. Yeah. You know that yeah. God is in control. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't... Yeah. Don't fuss about things yeah. that you can't change.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do, right? Like, And that's why we just always come back to Him. Mm-hmm. Because we always wonder. <laughs>
1: I always... That text... Uh, I don't know. It, when I was in my early teens, I think... Uh, well, I always knew it, but uh, be anxious for nothing, but mm. in everything.
0: Mm. Oh, if, in Philippians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: that always kind of resounded in me. Yes. When yeah. When you think things are not good at all. And yes. You should change something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So I am confident that we're going to have many, many more happy years with you. But if you could choose now what your family would remember most about you, what would it be? What kind of legacy would you like to leave in the memories of your family?
1: Well, first of all, that I love the Lord Mm -hmm. and wish all my family did. Yeah. I feel so lacking in in so much of my paying attention to all the family,
0: Mm. you know, Oh, well, you've got a lot of it. Like, For your family that are not believers, wh- how does it feel? How does it weigh on you?
1: It really weighs on me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they know it too, I think. Yeah. Uh, of course, I pray for them every day.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I know, uh, like God is in control. Mm-hmm. So, and I pray that they will turn to him. Mm-hmm. And find him looking for them.
0: Yeah, and what joy they will feel when they do. That's a pretty cool thought. And I'm just believing that that will happen. Yeah, like I know one of them. He's he knows it all. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And I I, I think he's very much on the edge.
0: Oh yeah. But yeah.
1: but. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I will keep praying towards that because Appreciate it. I know that when he does flip it'll be an amazing conversion and he'll do wonderful things for the lord he could i I truly believe that yeah we
1: grandpa and i said that years ago you know if he Mm -hmm. could if he was only really trusting you know yeah believing and yeah he he could do so yeah a lot of good Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: yeah for sure it's went
1: totally the other way
0: Mm mm-hmm I think sometimes, although
1: I I don't think, I think he thinks about it. Yeah. I think quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably more than he'd like us to know. Oh yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I so appreciate you talking. I just think it's so good for people. I think most of the people that would listen to this podcast are probably around my age, give or take 15 years or so. Maybe not give, take 15 years because that'd be pretty young for this podcast. But, you know, probably between the ages of 20 and 50 or so. And I just think it's really important that we learn from people who have leaned on God through a lot. And I think that we're going through really challenging times right now. As certainly are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see the light sometimes through the darkness and it's sometimes hard to see the truth amongst all the lies um i just hope it could give somebody some hope it will i'm so confident about that so thank you i know i ambushed you (laughs) it's probably a good thing yeah it's
1: better than thinking about it too much before I
0: (laughs) i think so i think it sometimes is better just to go on the fly yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah it was a good thing you did ambush me
0: yeah (laughs) all right
1: don't ever do it again (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) ses okay it's been so nice to talk
0: to you though i always love talking to you